0: Our text for meditation, this Trinity Sunday, is on our Gospel reading, John chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Hear the word of our Lord. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the gospel of our Lord. God be praised for his glad tidings. Now grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There is one phrase which humanity absolutely hates these days, and it is, quote, not good enough, end quote. We have tied our self-worth to our self-esteem, so the notion that we might not be good enough makes most people's stomachs turn. There has been many a woman who was asked why she filed for divorce, and her response was, well, he made me feel like I wasn't good enough. Many a company has been destroyed because one man bitterly shook his fist as he quit muttering to himself that if the boss didn't think he was good enough for the promotion, then he would leave and start his own. Many children have had outright panic attacks over bad grades because they thought this meant that they were not good enough as students. To combat this feeling of inferiority, our culture has supposedly fought back by telling people they are good enough without having to prove themselves, especially when it comes to women. You are beautiful just the way that you are. You are good enough. Do not let anyone tell you otherwise if they can't handle you at your worst then they don't deserve you at your best, and you're always the best, bestie, and so forth. The elevation of self-esteem has given birth to the Dunning-Kruger effect, where incapable and ignorant people are unaware of how incapable and ignorant they are, because their default is the assumption that they are good enough. And the churches are not doing us any favors either. Here is a little message from Joel Osteen, who has a congregation with an estimated 45,000 members. Quote, Now maybe someone is trying to discount you, make you feel like you're not talented enough, not attractive enough, not up to par. Do yourself a favor, let that go in one ear and out the other, he says. They didn't breathe the life into you. They didn't know you before you were formed in your mother's womb. They don't control your destiny. Do like David, Father, thank you that I have everything that I need. Thank you that I am enough all by myself. Continuing on, he keeps going. You don't need people's approval. You don't need their validation. The Most High God has approved you. He's the one that matters. Now get rid of a deficit mindset and step up to who you were created to be. End quote. How quaint. But also how deadly. Imagine this. 45,000 people being told that in and of themselves they are good enough. It might sound nice. But can you imagine the consequences? I certainly hope that somehow I have misunderstood Pastor Osteen, or else it sounds like those tens of thousands of people might be convinced that they don't even need a savior. They're so good enough. In today's Gospel reading, our Lord Jesus makes something very, very clear. You are not good enough in the eyes of our Lord. From the third verse, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. From the fifth verse, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. In and of yourself, you were so corrupt, so sinful, that you needed a redo of your entire birth before you could lay eyes on the heavenly kingdom, let alone be in God's presence. The prophet Isaiah when he was taken up to the throne room of our Lord, he screamed in terror at God on account of his sinful lips, his unregeneration. The prince of the prophets himself, who had spent his entire life up unto that point as a faithful priest, felt undone by the mere sight of God. If that is the response by a faithful priest... How much worse would it be for us moderns? When it comes to salvation, God does not care how much you have fasted. God does not think you are more holy just because you have spent lots of time praying. You are not righteous just because you worked at a soup kitchen a couple nights a week back in the day. None of that is enough to get you into heaven because you are not good enough. Our God is the perfect, infinite God. His requirements for righteous are going to be perfect and infinite. An entire life dedicated to serving others will not bring you through those pearly gates. By yourself, all your efforts will land you in the same fate, damnation, as the guy who spends his whole life drinking and getting in fights. I suspect our national anxiety and the insane demand for unmerited self-esteem comes from this. Deep down, we all know that we are poor, miserable sinners. Oh, you might be good enough at sports to toss a basketball into a hoop. Sure, you may be good enough at flirting to convince some pretty girl to date you. You might even be good enough at math to do your own taxes, but you and I will never, ever, ever be good enough in the eyes of God Almighty to merit eternal life on our own account. He will never say to a poor wretch like me, you were always a good person. The Bible teaches that our Lord loves you. It also teaches that on account of original sin and the sins we commit, he is disgusted with us. Yet he does love us. We who are not good enough. From the 14th and 15th verses, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life, the 16th verse says. Yes, indeed. God loves you in spite of your wretched sin. In spite of your ugliness, he sends his son to die for you. Now think about this. The only begotten son of God, is he good enough? That's an understatement, of course. He is not only a good enough. He is perfect. He is magnificent. He is infinite. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the second person of the Trinity. He is God. Of course, he is good enough. So think of how amazing it is and how amazing it must have been for Nicodemus to hear it that the Son of God would be lifted up. He who is good enough, dying, for the sake of those who are not good enough. Such was his understanding of our wretched state and all the terrible things that we deserve, that our God looked at us and said, I'm going to send my son for them, to bleed for them. They are not good enough, but... If they put their faith in my only Son, then I'm going to say, that's good enough for me. For my Son, Jesus, is good enough. It is by faith in our Lord Jesus Christ that we are justified, that we are declared righteous in the eyes of God, our Heavenly Father. He sees your trust in Jesus and says, On account of my son, I accept this as a child of God. Now, of course, in come the skeptics and the moralizers and people in other religions to say, That is so odd. You're telling me that God pretends you're a good person on account of the one good person, Jesus Christ, dying on a cross? Him suffering what sinners deserve somehow means that you believe in him and God is willing to pretend you're all right. Let's play make-believe. Is that what you're saying, pastor? Of course not. Christ actually paid the penalty for our sins on that cross. There is no individual in all of history that has suffered like our Lord Jesus Christ suffered in those moments. Nailed to the wood. Our heavenly Father counts you as righteous with Christ's righteousness, because you accept and trust that He paid that penalty that you deserved. Because, O oh believer, you trust that Jesus Christ was good enough for you to pay for your sins to rise from the dead so that you could live eternally, that our Lord Jesus paid that price when you could not, based on the entire and total lack of quality that we had before we were saved. But also for those who are troubled in conscience. Let us not forget, it is Trinity Sunday. The Father sends the Son to die for our sins that we who are not good enough, may be counted good enough, our Lord Jesus, the second person of the Trinity. But then we are baptized. We are united to Christ in our baptisms, and the remission of sins is applied to us, so God, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, sees fit to dwell in us at the moment of our baptism, and for the rest of our earthly life, He sanctifies us. Before you were saved, it is clear that you were not good enough. When you first believed and when you were baptized, our God says on account of my son, I count this believer to be my child. I count them as good enough. And then with the Holy Spirit working upon us, he says, now it is time to make you better to make you into a saint to make you good enough the holy spirit works on our character he inspires our good works he makes us operate like the wind guiding us where he wishes us to go leading us to those opportunities and those tests those trials and those blessings Which bring us to greater gratitude unto our Lord, which bring us to greater virtue in our Lord, which strengthen our obedience unto his commands, and he invites us to walk with him, weakly at first. Of course, we were not good people before we were saved. Yes, we are very weak when we first become believers, but the Holy Spirit takes us in hand, grabs our hand and says, walk with me, listen to me, be with me, and I am going to guide you into greater holiness throughout the entirety of your life. We are going to make you good enough, and it's going to keep going getting us better and better as we live faithful lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. But at our blessed departure to the throne room of God, when we fall asleep, he then says, It is complete, and now I make you perfect. Exactly what you should be, conformed completely to the image of Christ, I make you good enough. Let us rejoice then. We don't have to pretend to be some great people. We do not have to say to ourselves every day looking in the mirror, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone at people like me. No, heaven forbid, we must say and rejoice to say, I am a sinner saved by grace, walking by the guidance of the Holy Spirit according to his word.